Did you guys read the thing about how there are 23 Easter's left? A pastor colleague sitting across from me in a small circle repeated it. Yeah, there was this article about how with the current trends, we've only got like 23 Easter's left. Vince and I at the same time, both sort of lunged for our notebook sitting on the table in front of us. We had a lot of questions. What, who, who wrote this? What did they mean? What's the math on that? 23, almost as fast. We had a lot of ideas. The Christian church from almost any angle is failing. In many ways, it has already failed. It has failed entire cultures and people. It has failed individuals. It has failed to live up to its own mission. It has failed to resist empire. It has failed to resist power and corruption. It has failed to resist some of the worst evil, letting it slide, covering it up and actively taking part or leading the way. It has failed to wage peace or to bring good news to the poor or to bind up the brokenhearted or to proclaim release to the captives. And I'm not gonna preach about any of that today. Not today. Today is the birthday of the church, Pentecost. That's not why I'm not gonna preach about it, but it's true, it's Pentecost Sunday. It's the day that we usually or often tell the story of the Holy Spirit lighting up a clutch of post-resurrection believers huddled together in a house in Jerusalem. The story of a movement catching fire, a fire that burns today and lights up even us on the other end of history. But today on the other end of history, we are living in the foothills of the bell curve by almost any measure. The bell curve that grew from 12 disciples to just as many as would fit in a house to the 3000 that converted that first day of Pentecost to a global phenomenon so large and powerful and varied that it can be both life-giving and death-dealing. A bell curve that, that now in many places and definitely here in the US is sloping back down toward nothing. There's that regular Gallup poll about religious life and it showed last year that membership in houses of worship dropped below 50% for the first time ever in the States. Apparently for most of the 1900s, it stayed right around 70% of people belonged to some house of worship. But in the last 20 years, it dropped off a cliff or it hit the slippery part of the bell curve. There are generational differences and there are differences across racial and ethnic identities, differences between married people and single people, between political affiliations, but it all slopes down, 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 down. More and more people are identifying with no religion at all. No surprise, they're not going to church. And there's even a downward trend among people who do identify as religious. 10% less of those people, which is us, I guess, only 10% of those 10% less of those people belong to a church or a synagogue or mosque, mosque than did 10 years ago. Womp womp, happy birthday church, you're failing. You're failing fast. So here's one of the ideas that we had based on 23 Easter's left. We had a sermon series in mind called The Church at the End of the World. I even came up with graphics for it, like in the 15 minutes between when we heard about 23 Easter's left and the coffee break that we had after that. I said to Vince, it's like that picture on the cover of where the sidewalk ends. It's like, I don't know, either like a church building is falling off the edge or there's a sign near the kids where they're peering over and it says the end is near. And we both felt it as kind of a bracing challenge like a dare, 23 Easter's left, oh, bring it. 
the same kind of joyful defiance that I feel anytime any person based on any data predicts that the church is dying. Like it, it really brings out a certain kind of religious dogmatism in me. Like I, I've been known to hiss on more than one occasion. Oh, the church is dying. The church that is rooted at the foot of the cross of Jesus Christ, that church is dying. I'm not worried about it. At least for me, I realized truly this week that the church at the end of the world sermon series was also probably inspired by the Douglas Adams book, The Restaurant at the End of the Universe, a book that I don't even remember if I read. So I guess I was inspired by the title. Because The Restaurant at the End of the Universe sounds like the farthest thing out there, the, the last thing before you fall off the edge of time and matter. A rest stop, a pit stop, a watering hole, a place to belly up with friends and strangers. The last place to fuel up for the unknown or, or before you've got to turn around and head back into the whole universe of possibilities, which, you know, it's not a bad set of metaphors for church. So I said to Vince, we could do this like Shel Silverstein thing, or we could go most, more squarely apocalyptic with the graphics. You know, we're a remnant in the world where everything is falling apart. It is something defiant. It's like, it's like church is a less violent, more generous Mad Max band of survivors. You know what I mean? Like, oh, exciting, bracing. And then within a month, the pandemic started and a sermon series called Church at the End of the World no longer seemed fun or cheeky. It just seemed like the task at hand. So at the clergy retreat where we had heard about 23 Easter's left, we found the article. Just after Easter in 2017, Ed Stetzer wrote for the Washington Post that if it doesn't stem its decline, mainline Protestantism has just 23 Easter's left. Ah, so it's not 23 Easter's left for everyone, it's just for us, those of us who are both religiously affiliated and part of a mainline Protestant house of worship. Oh. So it turned out that Ed's article wasn't quite as interesting as we had imagined. Like he had an angle, a theological angle about why our part of the church is failing. So mostly we've ignored him, except for that countdown. Ed must have started before Easter 2017 because he's got us closing up shop in 2039. So we do our own math. Last Easter, this Easter, we do the math. How many are left now? When we first read it, we noted that, gosh, it had been written a few years earlier and we were already down to just 20 Easter's. After last year, 19 Easter's. After this year, 18. I mean, you can count backwards. Ed thought that there was some reason for hope though. He thought that maybe we had a few more than 23. He thought that maybe the downward trend would probably slow and he was wrong about that too. It's totally possible that you are not as defiant or as dogmatic as I am. I hope for the people who live with you that you're not. <laughs> Maybe actually you're tired and not at all energized in any way by this countdown, these statistics. Maybe you're some of the Bethany people who've been working and pouring yourself into this place and holding it together and hearing from the conference, that's like the state level of the church, you know, the Illinois Conference of the United Church of Christ. Maybe you've been hearing from the conference how there's no going back to the good old days. 
better get used to smaller numbers, better get creative about funding your budget. It's never gonna be the 1950s again. So maybe you're not jazzed by this countdown. But you are here. And I'll tell you what I see. I see a band of survivors, a remnant gathered around a fire, a group that is not closed off to itself and the ones already here, but actively working to make room for others, to make food for others, to make food and offer resources to the ones who limp up to us gathered here against the odds, us gathered here against the trends and statistics, us gathered to tell stories so old they require translation. They require interpretation and the light we gather around the heat that draws us in started back at the other end of the bell curve, not with some great victory, but with a terrible failure, a terrible loss. A man unjustly executed by the state, an occupying force conspiring with religious leaders to kill him, a failure to recognize shared humanity among peoples. We tell these ancient stories, the one that start with terrible failure in a time when the state, our state still executes unjustly, sometimes in the streets. A time when the very same land in which Jesus died is occupied by an inability to recognize shared humanity. The light, the heat, the comfort, the safety, the danger of being vulnerable to one another, the unlikeliness of giving away some of what we ourselves need it is here at the end of the world more necessary than whatever is passing away on those charts and in those polls. It is more vibrant and vital to huddle together and offer to each other and the world the essential things we need to survive. Here you are, and I see the people from that Donez Smith poem at the beginning of the service, a poem they wrote years before the pandemic, a song of essentials shared, essentials like a few tomatoes and some cucumbers, a little bread, essentials like a good couch, soft light, a clean tub, good records, praying aunts, essentials like a place to sing tangled hymns. I see you, I see you here, and I am so glad to see you. I look at you and I see the centuries in that Franny Choi poem, people living through all of the world's endings and all of the world's going on, all the ways the world ends, including a friend, a teacher killed just when you thought things were getting good, just when the possibilities seemed endless and abruptly it's time to turn around and head back to the beginning. I see that that failure, that terrible failure is just one of the endings. I see that the beginning again, again is universal, that we're not alone in it, that we have a place to belly up and rest and look off into the abyss together and fuel up and laugh. I see the Ed Stetzers of the world trying to make sense of the charts and the Gallup polls, ending his article, and 2039 is not that far away. Bum, bum, bum. And I feel the same way I did when I first heard it. That the morning after the last Easter, this failed institution falling off the skinny tail of the bell's curve edge, the morning after, 
Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. I'm not worried about it at all. We've got the essentials.